It's like the readers are going on a journey to have the same epiphany that Einstein had. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, uh, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 45 of the email marketing podcast where you'll discover tactics and strategies to increase your email profits by 25 to 100% in 90 days or less without spending more on advertising. Today, I'll be talking to Zach Grove, and we'll get into more about who Zach is in just a moment. But know for, us, know for now that Zach came to me two or three months ago. He applied for an email copywriter position, and uh, he started by writing some emails for me. And now he's kind of grown into this thing where he's doing uh, all the stuff that uh, needs to get done. I guess you could say he's my right-hand man right now. Okay, so he's crushing it, and I wanted to bring him on the show to kind of get him to share a little bit about his story, a little bit about what he's doing and what he's learned so far, and uh, just to you know create some solutions, create some value. So today, we're going to talk about four things, four tricks, sales funnel tricks that he's learned in the last few months while he's been writing emails and working on uh, the McMethod and McMaster. So it's, uh, I think this, I just, we just did this episode. This is the sort of episode where you need a pen and paper because you're going to be walking away with ideas that you can apply straight away. Okay. To get the show notes for this episode of the email marketing podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 45. Now, if you want to leave a review in the iTunes store, you will make my day. You will put a huge smile on my face. To do that, go to iTunes. Go to the iTunes store, search for the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast. There will be a button there that says leave a review or leave a comment, something like that. Leave a review. Tell me what you think. Bad, good, mediocre, whatever. Tell me what you think, what you want to hear more about. Maybe drop a link to your uh, website and I will read your review out on the show and do my best to make you famous and get you some uh, some groupies or that uh, house in Hollywood or whatever, it, you know, whatever you get when you actually become famous in the world. Now, I've got one listener question before I get into this interview with... Zach Grove. The question is, how can I grow my sales? That's a very vague question, but uh, I think it's, you know, there's no such thing as a bad question. So we'll call this, this is a good question. So how can I grow my sales? Well, there's, uh, I'd say there's a million and one ways to grow your sales. I would say step one is to really understand how does your product solve the, you know, the market's problem. And uh, step two is, what are some effective ways you could, uh, you know, market your product? So you look at everything has a cost. You can go and do SEO. I'm assuming that this person's online since this is a podcast on email marketing. That you've got two options. You can either go organic or free, which is you know it's not really free, but you can go organic, which is search engine marketing, search engine optimization, or uh, well, you've got advertising, which might be Facebook ads, Google ads, something like that. So as for sales, you want to grow. You can bring more people in like that, right? You can uh, get more traffic, right? And there's no such thing as free. Wait, people think SEO is free. It's not free, right? You're either pu- putting in time to it, and it takes a lot of time and effort and energy and stress, to be honest. You know, when you're worrying about all those Google updates, or you're paying a thousand dollars a month to some SEO company, hoping that they get you the results, right? So it's that or advertising. You can either get more traffic, and you'll get more sales. You can grow. You can improve your conversion rate. So you can go and invest in Visual Website Optimizer or Optimizely. That's a split testing software. Instead Start testing something. Test as many things as you can, and that you know allows you to that's statistically relevant. Okay, so maybe you test one thing a week, and you improve your business, improve your conversion rate by 10% every week. That 10% is going to compound over time and over a year. Instead of having 120%, assuming you do 10% a month, you're going to have something like 200%. Okay, so that's that's step two. You can bring in, so step one, bring in more traffic. Step two, increase that conversion rate. Step three is to increase the amount of money that you know a customer spends with you. So this means uh, either you know you could increase the price of your products. 
you could double the price. You could add in some upsells, create new products, create new services, find new problems to solve that people will pay money to solve. Okay. So you got the, that's, I think that's the three ways to grow a business. There's a few. Jay Abraham's got this. There's all sorts of marketing training goes into this. But you've got get more traffic, improve your conversions, or improve your economics. Perry Marshall calls this the traffic conversion and economics triangle. Jay Abraham's got a word, you know, a phrase for it. They've all got these different phrases because they want to own the concept. But the basic idea is you can improve one of those three areas. And what happens if you can get, just like conversions, you have 10% every month that's going to compound over time. You also get compound improvements when you improve all three of those areas. If you get 20% improvement in each area, 20% more traffic, 20% more conversions, and 20% more, uh, you know, lifetime customer value, you actually get a 72%, right? A non-linear increase in sales or an exponential increase in sales. Okay, so that's really how to grow your sales. That was a very in-depth answer to, you know, to a question. Like I said, it was a good question. I hope this helped. Now, let's get into this interview with Zach Grove and talk about four things, four sales funnel tricks you can do to grow your sales. Let's do it. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Zach Grove. Now, you might not have heard of Zach Grove before. Zach Grove is an up-and-coming copywriter who uh, he actually is one of the copywriters who applied to write copy for me, write emails way back in December. In December, I put out a blog post that said I needed, I was looking for someone to come and uh, write some emails for me. And that's all I thought it would be. But uh, Zach was one of the people that applied. I was really impressed. And uh, now what's happened, he started just by writing a few emails for me. And uh, now I guess he's uh, he's pretty much growing into that role of right-hand man. He's doing, uh, you know, he's, he's writing emails. He helped me build a sales funnel for an e-commerce product, that uh, product as a service that we've got. We've done a product launch autoresponder and we've just launched McMaster's and he's helping me in there with replying to questions, helping them all out with advice, all that sort of stuff. And now he's also doing the videos and podcasts. So I guess he came in as an, as an email copywriter and uh, and now he's kind of uh, kind of an, uh, you know a get things done, a get shit done kind of guy, which is really cool. I've been really impressed so far and what I wanted to do is get him on the podcast so that I could introduce him to uh, to you, uh, you know, because maybe you're in McMaster's, maybe you're on the daily email list, but you know, if you're in the you know the autoresponder guy's scene if you're in this group you're going to run into Zach sooner or later either on a video or in a podcast or in an email you're going to see his work around somewhere even if you don't know it says just by looking at it so that's what this podcast is about Zach's got some cool stuff to share he put together basically a podcast I asked him to kind of bring together a few tricks so we've got that and we'll get into that in just a minute but first I thought I would uh, ask Zach how he's doing and then find out uh, get him to introduce himself so Zach how are you going today I'm doing well John how you doing I'm <laughs> doing really good man really good so before we get into uh, what you you know the, the content that you've got uh, that you've prepared today, tell uh, tell the listener a bit about you know who are you and what do you do. Sure, I'm Zach Grove. I am an up and coming email copywriter. I uh, I hit up John a couple months ago as I was copying out sales letters, and I, I really wanted to work with John, so uh, I just tried to add value as much as I could. And, uh, you know, for about six months now, I've had my own clients as a freelancer. I write for a lot of Kickstarter funded startups doing email crash courses and things like that. But really just wanted to get in the room with John and mastermind and, and write some autoresponders. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. You're crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. So tell us, what, uh, what, have, you, what have you prepared for us today? So today, I, I just kind of wanted to tell the listener about four sales funnel tricks that I learned writing for the autoresponder guy. Obviously learned uh, a lot of tricks of the trade from you, John, but I've got four that have, have stuck out. So shall we dive in? Let's dive in. Let's do it. Great. All right. So number one is tell to sell. Now, anyone on John's list has heard about selling via parables and metaphors. But one thing you may not have heard is something from the author Kurt Vonnegut. Really interesting thing that popped up in the McMaster's community via Rob Hanley. And Vonnegut outlines various story arcs that come up in different cultures. And it doesn't matter if it's you know, the East or the West and what language they speak. 
there are these same story arcs that mm-hmm. pop up everywhere. You can apply this in your email copy and you'll find that it, it resonates with people. It's just a universal human story where the main character gets into trouble and then gets out of it again and ends up better off for the experience. So one example, if, you, if you're on John's list, is you may have seen the Rockies Guide to Email Marketing about the movie where you know Rocky Balboa mm. fights against all odds and then, and then achieves his goal. And this can be quite helpful when you're writing emails because you can position your product as the solution that will you know help your prospect end up better. Okay, okay, cool. What I really love about this is it just uh, it reminds me of well, yeah, I think it's just evidence that that we as people we communicate through stories. That uh, you know, a lot of people get into into content marketing and email marketing, and just copywriting and just marketing in general, thinking that they're going to go around and they're not going to tell stories. They don't even think about that. They're just going to give out how-to tips, and that's going to convince people. They're going to give away all this how-to information, which is oh so valuable, and then that's going to be you know, why people trust them. And that works to a point, but I think what this uh, what this forgets is that people, yeah, people love stories. We communicate through stories. So if you can communicate with someone with a story, you're going to be a much better teacher and therefore your how-to information is going to be much more powerful if you can teach it under the guise of a story, which means people are going to get better results from it. They're going to connect with it more. They're going to have more light bulb moments, which is going to create more trust. So I, I just think this is, it's to me, it's just incredible what you can do with it. It's hardwired into us. Yeah, man. That's what I thought was interesting is that all cultures resonate with these same story arcs. And, uh, you know, the reality is people buy based on emotion and then justify with logic. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you can write a, a powerful story or a parable that really connects with your prospect emotionally and you empathize with them, you know, the rest will follow. Okay. Okay. One thing I'm curious about, I mean, I know how to do it, but I'd like to hear your perspective on it is someone's listening to this and I'm sure the listener might be listening going, all right, that's great. I really, like, I get it. I want to tell stories, but I just, how do I come up with stuff to talk about? What What do you mean tell stories? How do I, you know, where do I start? So what's, right, right. what helped you when you were writing some of the emails when it came to writing stories? The way I look at it, you can really turn anything into a story as long as you slide it into a pitch. Mm. So, okay, I can throw out an example where I wrote, I wrote an email yesterday. It was based on a, a YouTube video that my girlfriend shared with me. And it's this this cheesy video about a cheetah that was injured in the wild and then it became friends with a dog at this animal shelter. Hmm. And so at first the dog was really friendly, but this new you know foreign cheetah wasn't really sure about the dog, didn't really want to go near it. But then as they hung out every day, the cheetah got used to seeing the dog and now they're best friends. So what you know, what does this have to do with my prospect? Well, the email I was writing the story about was about email marketing and the power of autoresponders. So the moral was you need to use autoresponders in your business to get in front of your prospects on a daily basis so that they come to know and trust you and want to buy from you. Okay. Okay. So what you mean with that cheetah story was that what made the cheetah become friends with the dog in the end was that the dog just kept persisting. It was just over time by staying in contact. The dog is like, you know, he is the autoresponder strategy. He just kept tuning into the cheetah going, you know, what's up, man? And did it every day for, I don't know, 30 days, for example. And then one day the cheetah goes, all right, screw it. I'm going to be friends with you. You sound like a nice dog. And uh, they became friends. And this is just that. And this is that slide that, uh, you know, we've kind of talked about, but that's where you go, well, just like email marketing. You know, you stay top of mind, you keep emailing them, sooner or later they're going to come around and just like that cheetah, your prospects are going to, you know, become friends with you. That's right. So that's that. Now what's, uh, what's next? Okay, number two, we have the DAP formula, D-A-P. This is a great framework that, that you taught me, John, for writing any kind of landing page. So here's what DAP stands for. D is describe the problem. A is agitate the pain. P is present your solution. 
So how would you use this? First, you want to describe the problem. So let's say, as an example, if you guys go to emailforecommerce.com, you'll see uh, this adapt landing page in action. And so the problem that we first describe is, you know, you're an e-commerce store entrepreneur and you have this store, but you don't have your email marketing all set up and you know that you're leaving money on the table, right? You're losing money every month Hmm. because you're not collecting email addresses. So that's a description of the problem. The next part is A, agitate the pain. And you really want to kind of pour salt in the wound. You, so in this page, we say, let's let's do some math. Suppose you have a $100,000 store. If you're losing 15% because you don't have email marketing set up, you know you could potentially be losing $15,000. That really sucks. You, you need to <laughs> get that figured out. So you want to agitate it so that ethically you can provide uh, your solution to their problem. And that's the final step in depth is P, present the solution and, and that's where you say, you know, that's where my product comes in. Email for e-commerce will take care of everything for you. Okay. Okay. I love that. I love that. And it's, I, I love how simple it is. I mean, you just explained it then. It, it's, uh, I mean, to be honest, it's not actually my formula. I don't even know who invented it. Perry Marshall talks about it. Dan Kennedy talks about it. But it's just this idea of, you know, it's, it's that marketing is really just about solving problems. And if you can convince someone that you can solve his problem, it's, it, it, it's a natural sell. Like you're not convincing them to do anything. I, I guess that's one thing that, that's worth mentioning is that selling something to someone is not about convincing him to do something. What you have to do is tap into what his problem is and I guess make that slippery slope for him to take action and and solve that. It's really, everyone has limiting beliefs, right? So let's say I want to go and get ripped and there's a product out there that is going to help me get ripped. But I'm like, well, I could never do it. I don't have enough motivation, right? Or I don't have enough money or uh, I don't have enough time. Now, these are all objections. So all these things, if someone could come along with a sales letter and remove each of those objections, then I'm going to buy that product because I have a problem and the product solves my problem. If you can just remove those barriers, I will slide down that slippery slope and buy that product. It's the most natural thing in the world. Yes, exactly. Cool. All right. So that's that. What's uh, we got number three. Yeah. So speaking of objections, point number three is address objections in an FAQ email. Now, I first got this idea from a previous episode, John, that you did with Vishen Lakiani of Mind Valley, And I really just want to emphasize for the listener, if you have an autoresponder sequence and you haven't gotten around to putting an FAQ email in the sequence, go do that today because it, it really works. Just like you were talking about, John, where people have objections, they have limiting beliefs. They think, oh, you know, I want to get ripped, but genetically, you know, I can't do that. I don't have the money to buy, you know, the food that I need to be eating. So make a list of your prospects objections. Just get get out a piece of paper and then write your response to each of the objections. Hmm. And then you can, you know, arrange it in an autoresponder using all the principles that, you know, that you and I talk about and just systematically go through and, and get rid of those barriers. Hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I've seen the interesting thing worth pointing out here is that when some people think about fact, they think about all the boring stuff. Just stuff like how is it delivered? You know, does it come in a box? Is it labeled? What's, <laughs> what's the shipping terms? Like, what's your right. refund policy? You know, that's important, but it's not that important. What the fact is for, especially a fact email like this, I mean, you, you, there is a place for all that, you know, fine print details, all that. That's just the boring details. But what this fact email is for is not that stuff. It's for like this objection. So, all the reasons why someone wouldn't buy, you explain why that objection isn't really an objection. So, uh, I mean, you can explain this here. We, we, we did this with Jamie's emails. T- tell me about some of the, the objections that we overcame in, in that email. Yeah, so you and I collaborated on a, a 16 email autoresponder for uh, a product launch with the client, Jamie, where she's selling Facebook marketing solutions for personal trainers who want to get more clients. So one of the objections that a personal trainer would have to spending money on a Facebook marketing program is uh, they might say, 
you know, I already have a Facebook page set up. I already have people liking the page. Why do I need to pay you to teach me how to run my Facebook marketing? Mm. That, that's their objection. And the way we got around that is in one of the fact emails, you know, we explained the details of how if you have a lot of likes on Facebook, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting new clients because of, you know, Facebook organic reach and things like that. So just like you said, John, it's all about positioning your product as the solution to their problem. I think a lot of this stuff is common sense. Like I remember thinking about why someone wouldn't buy that product. And I mean, another objection is that, you know, I don't have enough money to spend on ads, right? If you're selling a how to use Facebook for marketing program, one of the objections is going to be from people who don't have any money to spend on ads because a lot of people don't like, they just don't like spending money. But in, in a fact email, one of the questions is just, uh, and, and you know, we did this as well, was, but I don't have enough money to spend on ads or I don't want to spend any money on ads. Yep. And then it's like, well, that's fine. What's great is that module one, two, and three, you don't need any money. This is all free stuff. This is all uh, strategies and tactics that you can use without spending a cent on Facebook ads. It's going to get you fans. It's going to get you referrals. So we're just trying to emphasize that even if they don't have enough money to spend on ads, it's absolutely fine. So what's, a, what's an objection, John? I'm curious that people have, you know, when you do the McIntyre method launch. I would say that one of the most common ones I get is what's the difference between the McIntyre method and any other product out there. There's a lot of other products that teach people how to do email marketing out there. There are a couple of the main ones that I run into a lot, but I mean, that, that's the common question. I mean, a classic one was with autoresponder madness. That was kind of how, where the McIntyre method came from, actually. Right. Was, uh, I wanted a product and uh, I thought it would be you know, a great way to kick, kick it off and get things started would be to go and do a JV with someone like Andre, which is exactly what happened. And uh, that might seem crazy because essentially I have a product that, that's completely competing with Andre in a sense. But the way I framed it up was that Andre's product is great. It's really in depth. You know, this is autoresponder madness, by the way. You can, you'll learn a ton of information. He sends you so much interest. Yeah, it's stuff. a great program. Yeah, it's incredible. But I spoke to a number of people. Uh, I had people come to me saying they bought the product and they've been through it, but they still had no idea where to get, like, get started. They couldn't take action. It's kind of like he gives you so much information. It's great stuff, but you don't really have a roadmap for creating that autoresponder. And the typical business owner doesn't want some crazy advanced thing with product launches and segmenting and all that. They just want a simple opt-in form on their website with some sort of autoresponder. There might be 10 emails and that's that. They don't want to mess around with all the advanced stuff. They just want that. So what I did was I was like, all right, so I'm going to keep things simple. Instead of trying to do what Andre's doing and compete with him on that, which isn't really my style, uh, you know, he already owns that angle of the market. I'm going to yep. go after this uh, idea of creating a step-by-step -step blueprint. So uh, instead of giving someone a whole bunch of stuff, I'm going to give them the minimum amount necessary to get them to take action. So someone can sign up, follow the steps, and just follow, you know, do the homework assignments. At the end of four weeks, they'll have an autoresponder. So this is how it's overcoming that objection. It's like, why should I buy this? I already have these other products. And it's like, well, well, have you actually done anything about it? Because if not, the McIntyre method, which is now bundled into McMaster's, will help you because it gives you a step-by-step -step plan. Very interesting. So basically, the way that you answer this objection of, you know, how is this program different? There are already other email marketing programs. You said this is the first one that gives you a step-by-step -step system. Once you're done with the four modules, you will have your 10 email autoresponder written. Well, the idea is like, I want to give people a result. I'm not selling a product. This is what a lot of people, you know, they don't understand this. They think they're selling a book or a video or, or something like that. They, this, you're selling results. If you can convince yes. someone that you get them the result, yep. buy the product. It's that simple. Well said. So what's this last one? You've got one more point. Yeah, this is the last point. And by the way, guys, if you have not written a FAQ email, go put an FAQ in your autoresponder. <laughs> Sell some products. Do All it. right. So, so number four is keep it vivid. This is huge. I got a quick example here. You and I had this situation where we were writing an autoresponder for e-commerce entrepreneurs, and we wanted to put an email where we would kind of walk them through doing a little bit of napkin math. So we basically said, 
you know, get out a piece of paper and a calculator. We're going to run some numbers on your business basically to demonstrate the, the LCV, the lifetime client value and why our product is in fact a good investment. But, you know, rather than framing it up like, okay, we're going to do a bunch of math, you know, that's boring. So the way we wrote this email is we made it sort of like an adventure. We said, <laughs> the subject line is Einstein called this the most powerful force in the universe. And the copy starts out. Can you solve this riddle? What is the most powerful force in the universe? According to Albert Einstein, it's compound interest. Huh? Albert Einstein was impressed by the big results you can earn by making tiny improvements over time. So what can Einstein teach you about compounding your e-commerce revenue? And then we go on to, to have them do this exercise with the math. And it's fun. It's, it's vivid. It's like the readers are going on a journey to discover the most powerful force in the universe and have the same epiphany that Einstein had using the, the actual numbers from their business's revenue. So the next time you're writing an email, think about how can you make your prospect who's reading this email not bored by a textbook, but how can you take them on an adventure, on a journey, and make them feel like they're part of it? Yeah, I love this one. I think it's that, ah, oh man, I, I, I mentioned this on a podcast today. So I did another, I was doing, uh, preparing some podcasts this morning, and uh, it's, it's an Oscar Wilde quote. I've mentioned it a few times on this podcast, but it's that most people live lives of quite desperation which most people are bored out of their brains like they, yeah, they they maybe they you know they have you know they do the same thing every week they go to you know maybe they go to job entrepreneurs are a bit different but average person they do the same thing every day five days a week they have a family it's just life is boring there's no excitement to it. It's pretty drab. That, that's what most. That's how most people live, and it's easy to forget that. But uh, I mean, this is just a classic example of it. Yeah, don't, you, you can never go in there and say, "Hey, let's just run some numbers." You got to go in there. It's kind of like you got to have a bit of theatrics to it. You know, you got to go in there like you're an actor or like you're, uh, you know, a magician or one of these kind of people. And you might have a trick that's not really that interesting if you didn't have any enthusiasm. But when you add all the kind of the theater, you know, the 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 sleight of hands and and the stories and all this sort of stuff, it just adds so much magic to it. Absolutely, man. Actually, yeah, I think acting is a good metaphor. Another one I was thinking about calling it is cartoon copy, but I ended up going with keep it vivid because I think of it as like it, it's got to be colorful. You know what I mean? You want to paint them a picture because if you're just giving them how to information and facts about your product, you're going to lose people and your sales funnel is not going to convert. Right. It's kind of like we talked about, you mentioned that Kurt Vonnegut's story, you know, stories framework. So he's got all the different types of stories. Now, one way to pass that on to someone is to just go and get one of those stories and say something like, let's see, I'll bring it up right now. So we got man in holes. The, the ma this is the idea. The main character gets into trouble, then gets out of it again and ends up better off for the experience. So, so we could have an email that says that. It could be like, hey, I know a guy called Dave. Dave got into trouble one day. It was really bad. But one day he got out of it again and he learned something. Bye. Like, it's a story without, like, there's no theater. It's still a story and it still follows that classic format, but there's no theater to it. It's kind of like you have to have that magic for it to be interesting. So it's kind of like instead of saying that, you might say, "So it was a, it was a, you know, it was a quiet, misty night. It was midnight. The rain was pouring down, and Dave sat down at his, you know, teak wooden desk in his bedroom, staring out the window into the rain." You know? And then so you're creating this image in someone's head, and they start imagining it. They start getting involved in that story, and that's really what creates those those light bulb moments, and they go along on a journey. I guess that's another way to look at it: is that your emails need to take people on a journey. Absolutely. And if you guys, you know, you're not really sure how to go about that, you know, you're not a novelist, go pick up a book and see how authors like Kurt Vonnegut build imagery into their stories. And I think it'll make your copy a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, it's been great having you on the show for the first time. I'm sure you'll be back. We talked about doing this uh, in a few weeks' time after we've got some uh, got some cool results from the people in McMaster's. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Any uh, Before we go, are there any final you know, any final words of wisdom? Or what's, like, what's one final thing you'd like to tell people to do before we sign off for the night? 
you know, if you're if you're running your business, I would say just go check out the show notes of this episode. Uh, we'll have everything up there. Try and implement some of this stuff. And if you're a beginner, go hand copy some sales letters because I swear to God, it works. Hell yeah, hell yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, if uh, so, you you're writing. I mean, you're you're doing most of the writing of the emails right now. So if the listener wants an order response sequence, they can contact me, John at themcmethod.com, and we can uh, you know Zach can use some of what what he shared right here to write an order response sequence for you. We'll rock it. Oh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Sean. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh,